episode 155 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via the internet, as always, is my pal DeQuincy. Hey guys, thanks for coming back um, via the internet. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay, if you don't know, Anthony has like this, just this displeasure to use the word Zoom. And speaking of Zoom, can we talk about how Skype fumbled the bag? Yeah, that like, we did the jump. They had the jump for like 10 years and then the pandemic pandemic hit and now we all use Zoom. We use Zoom as a verb now. It's it's the thing to do, to use. I mean, I, I can't stand the other ones. I can't stand Skype and WebEx. Like I use WebEx for work sometimes. I was just about to ask you what the hell that is. It's Microsoft, I believe. Uh, yeah. We use at work Microsoft Teams, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I think I've but, seen commercials for that one. Yeah, it's kind of buggy as well, as hell. I, I, I want to make the switch over at work to Zoom, but I might be fighting that battle by myself. <laughs> you know how old people get. I use this. It's the only thing I use. What do we call it? Set in their ways? Yeah, they are set in their ways. Yeah. Even when it comes to technological, especially when it comes to technological advances. Yeah. It could be worse. We could be stuck on Skype. But, man, sorry. That was a tangent. Um, thank you for <laughs> listening, guys. Uh, you can catch this po- uh, podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify, along with any other places that podcasts are given away for exactly free 99 And, um, well, should, should I start the podcast for once? Go for it. All right. And the never-ending quest to make sure that we always have content content for you guys. Today's podcast is going to be more of a roundtable. We don't really have uh, like one set topic to talk about like other ones. So we're just going to talk about whatever you feel like. And uh, honestly, I hope you guys just enjoy the ride. And if you do, we'll do more of these. Oh, we enjoy the ride too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we always do. I mean, we do the podcast. I can't remember one podcast that we've done where I was like, I- I'm sick of you. Get get off the line. Yeah. Haven't had that yet. Keep All the time is, is if I've been under the weather and I'm just like, I gotta, I gotta get going. Like I'm losing it. I'm, I'm yeah. losing energy from myself, but no, never, never. I always enjoy talking with you. This is always, always fun. Yeah. We're not like certain podcasts. I know we're like, the co-hosts are sick of each other and just do it for money. We actually like, we actually see each other in real life when we can. Right. And speaking of seeing each other in real life, last Thursday you had a um, a DJ event that I unfortunately could not make it to. So um, let's start right there. How was it? It was fun, man. Um, you know, it was uh, it was from eight to eleven, so it was a good time. Like, you know, I gave enough time for people to, to uh, kind of filter in and out, but, you know, family and friends were there, played some good records, uh, saw our buddy Kyle from, who's living in Waco now. He surprised me. I didn't know he was going to be in town, but I guess with the long weekend, it, you know, it made sense for him to, 
to uh, come out or come back down to Houston. And uh, yeah, he was visiting his family for the weekend. But um, but it was cool, you know. Saw some. Uh, There's people that I didn't expect, you know, just friends, like a couple of friends from college and um, friends from just uh, all walks of my life that I uh, didn't expect. And uh, so it was cool. It was a fun time. And uh, it's crazy how like like <clears throat> I don't. I still don't consider myself a DJ, but mm-hmm. like you've done enough sets. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I need to, I still have not uh, settled on a name, <laughs> like, which is something I guess I need to do, but I just feel silly naming myself something. I don't know. Um, but it has to be done. Like, that way I can, like, really promote and make, like, business cards or something and, you know, do something like that. Uh, you know, because how many Anthony Garcias are out there in the world? Oh, Lord. Thousands millions, if not millions. At least millions. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I can have my own hashtag and stuff like that. But um, it's weird how, like, it, it really is exhausting doing this. Like, it's a, it really, like, and I'm just spinning. I'm not, like, scratching and, you know, I don't have, like, the, uh, I'm just playing the records and just waiting for the song to stop and transition over nothing mm-hmm. really too fancy but like even that like it's it's a work man like doing it for you know two you know between anywhere between two and four hours which i have done um the next day man I'm, I'm i'm wiped out um and uh so it's it's but it's fun man it's it's always fun i, I still can't believe i'm doing this i'm still pinching myself that like this is something i do on the side yes it's been very successful i mean we We've had them, you've had them on like holidays and actually had people to come out. Um, was it was it last year or two years ago? You had one on Mother's Day. Uh, my first ever one on Mother's uh, Day was uh, three years ago. Oh, three years ago. Yeah. Wow, wow. How time flies. How many right. have you done? Like 10, 11? Um, man, maybe 20. Oh, shit. Sorry. I lowballed you there. No, no, it's okay. Um, I'd be able to tell you exactly. I feel like I've done maybe 20. I know every time I make it out to one, I enjoy it. It's great to be uh, there with your, our friends and your family and just listening to good music and those indie bands that you love so much. <laughs> Like I said, Anthony is—he's a he, people. He is a hipster. As soon as a band hits a hundred, uh, no, five hundred and one fans, he's done with them. He says they went corporate. They went, they went mainstream. It's not about the music anymore. Yeah, it's about the money. It's not about the the passion anymore. The passion, right. God. Be <laughs> <laughs> uh, serious. I love uh, coming out and listening to you. No, I have a lot of fun. Awesome. Always good oh. to hear. Honestly, I can't wait to be able to do it again. Have I told you what my my one big? Uh, it's kind of stu- it's no, it is very stupid. Mm-hmm. But one thing I kind of hope happens one day is that a brawl ensues. Oh Lord! And here's why. Okay. I feel like it would give me some street cred, <laughs> and it would make it would it could it could uh it would be one of those things that people would talk about. Be like, man, you got to see this guy's. DJ set like you just really never know what's gonna happen like 
a, a brawl might break out, you know. I feel like that would do more harm than good, considering that you may not be able to work at that establishment anymore. That is true. I am taking that risk. And considering I'm actually on air, <laughs> on record, openly wishing for it, that might, that might not fare well. Do you just want me to um, grab some of my cousins and show them and just like uh, script the fight? <laughs> a little WWE it? Oh, man. That that could work. We might have to might have to go that route. Right. And you get uh, you get kicked out and banned from whatever bar it is. You don't know my name. Remember that. You got it. What, what's right. uh, what's your finishing movie going to be? Um, it depends how heavy the person is. I'm picking up. If it's a light person, I'm going to f five them into oh, uh, the nice. table. And if it's a big person, then I'm just going for it. I'm chop locking them. I'm putting them in the ankle lock. Nice. Two hope, classic moves. I hope no one that actually books you is listening to this. You might get an email <laughs> next week, like, "Hey, so uh, about your next gig? We found someone else. Don't worry about it. <laughs> You're good. You're good. You are good." <laughs> but yeah, man, I enjoy it. Yeah, I really can't wait. I want. I really want to do one and just be able to take the whole family there. Yeah. Um... You know, I think the brunch ones, like the ones I do for brunch, are more family friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be an, that could be an option. I'll I'll, I'll try and get a, a brunch one going. See if they'll they'll book me for that. Yeah. That would be cool. I've seen kids at the at some of the, I've been to another DJ's brunch event, and there were some kids there. So with the mimosas flowing, yeah. Oh yeah, can't wait. Um, yeah. Love it, love it. So what else do you want to talk about? So currently we have four other topics. I'm going to let you pick one. Well, we were talking about wrestling moves. Mm -hmm. Do you want to get into uh, this developing story, I guess? Okay, yeah, we'll talk about this. So it came out earlier this week that um, WWE is in talks with New Japan Pro Wrestling to be their exclusive partnership. Um, for American wrestling. Oh, uh, are you Googling? I am. Oh, okay. I, I just, I just started kind of, I haven't really followed up on it. I've just kind of seen like uh, talking points. Well, apparently, this is huge. Yeah, the talks have been going on since uh, late March, April, and nothing's really come out of it yet. I'm. If this actually happened, it would be such a one just uh, shocked for WWE to actually go into business with a wrestling promoter that's almost as big as them, mm-hmm. because they've done things with like Evolve and other companies in the UK, but having a deal with New Japan would be something completely unexpected. And two, this would be such a huge blow to. Um, other American wrestling companies such as Impact and AEW. Yeah, you know, who have kind of had a, like, not an official working relationship, but um, a, yeah, just kind of an unofficial working relationship with with New Japan. I mean, you've seen Chris Jericho work, you know, the Tokyo Dome and Guys like Kenny Omega, you know, came from Japan. The Young Bucks were in Japan. Yo, I think uh, John Moxley is still New Japan's U.S. champion. Mm-hmm. I believe so. 
Um, this is, I mean, I got to say, just hearing this is like really exciting because, I mean, it really opens the door for a lot of potential matchups. Um, and there's, there's a possibility that it could really, it should, in theory, it would change the way that WWE um, operates its uh, creative because if they're really going to do business with someone, if they're, if this is a partnership, then you have to imagine that the other side, you know, the other side of the table isn't going to always necessarily be on board with this type of uh, storyline or, or, you know, maybe some sort of hokey, you know, act that's going on Mm -hmm. um, and really make it about the wrestling again. I mean, having a dance partner that huge, like you can just start fantasy booking all the matches right now, mm-hmm. like Roman Reigns versus Okada, and so I'm so, I'm reading on Cage Side C. So one of the the these are all rumors that I'm going to say right now. So apparently, one of the rumors was WWE and New Japan trying to. Um, let's see. They uh, okay. PW Insider says they were told the main crux of the talks between WWE and New Japan was over Daniel Bryan working some dates for New Japan. Mm-hmm. And also, according to Fightful, while discussing his expired expiring WWE contract, Daniel Bryan said that he's trying to find a way to wrestle for WWE, WWE, and other companies. You know what that means? You know what that means? Go for it. My barnstorming idea is happening, people. It's happening. <sighs> it feels so nice to get one right. <laughs> right now. But yeah, uh, how do you feel about it, man? I mean, it's exciting. It's exciting to think that something like this could actually happen, that WWE would be this open um, to something like this. Um In a way, it kind of it. In my opinion, it kind of closes the door, or at least puts it on the back burner, of uh, of WWE launching like their own NXT Japan because there was talks of them doing their own kind of performance center out there in Japan. Um, and but uh, you know, aside from that, more importantly, I mean, you're partnering with the biggest Japanese promotion around and that's where all the top japanese stars are you say so it's the biggest non-american company mm-hmm. oh, that's great it's it's something that you you probably fancy wouldn't have thought about you know years and now to actually see it well i'm not gonna say come to fruition because it happened yet but it's right. closer now than it's ever been before in the history of wrestling it's it's um, it's nuts to think about, and we have one man to think uh, to thank for this. His name is Khan, but not Tony Khan, Nick Khan. <laughs> you think? Oh, go ahead. He's really changed things there. I mean, he is one. He's cleaning house, mm-hmm. and he's really 
forcing the company to really think outside the box and, and uh, uh, get uncomfortable with the way that, that you're operating things. Yeah, because the last, well, you want to say three, four years in the WWE, it's been basically the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's gone stale. And maybe, you know, what's helped WWE decide to change things around is the the birth and actual continued success of AEW. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't keep doing the same things over and over again. We're going to get left in the dust. Right. And also, I mean, aside from buying out WCW and kind of, you know, I mean, they, and to an extent, ECW, I mean, the company has always, it's always been an isolationist. I mean, it's like, there's never any mention of anything outside WWE. Yeah. Guys leave for, 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 40 years now since, you know, WrestleMania won. I mean, it's. Yeah, because wrestlers leave and then they come back after three or four years and another company is like, oh, where did Christian go? Where did Jeff Hardy go? It's like, oh, he was just in the woods for three years. Nothing to see here. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I mean, look, it's important to have your own homegrown talent. And they've, I mean, they've clearly done that with The Rock, with John Cena, with Orton and Lesnar, um, even Bray Wyatt to an extent, guys like that. Roman Reigns, right. But it's important, you know, and I guess, you know, with the way that uh, the internet works, you know, the, the way that the world works, we all know what wrestling is about. We all know where these guys come from. But, like, it's time to start acknowledging that, to acknowledge that, you know, Daniel Bryan wrestled all over the world and, you know, wasn't just, uh, just a guy wrestling. Like he was a a star, you know, he, he became, you know, a big name CM Punk, you know, a guy that worked all over the place and, and really became a, a a big name on, on the indie scene, you know, like sure. The indie scene will never be what WWE is, but we've seen, then produce some of the best stars of this of this era, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's time to acknowledge it. At least you can't pretend like these guys just came out of nowhere. <laughs> like I said, they came out of the woods. You know, they raised by wolves, and they just showed up and started wrestling. <laughs> right, that's all you need to know. Biggie, another homegrown talent. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So did you see uh, Tony Khan's response to the news? I saw a headline. I did not read the article, though. Uh, um, it was a video with him and Tony Sharani, uh, and it was the same sarcastic biting thing that AEW is known for. I mean, on one hand, they should be glad that like their presence is pushing WWE to be th- this quote-unquote extreme right but i I know they gotta be worried if they lose that pipeline to new japan like does moxley have to drop the title then if this deal goes down Mm -hmm. 
I'm asking you, do you think he drops the title or we get some crazy Seth Rollins versus um, John Moxley for the U- the um, New Japan US title? I I mean, I think they'll they'll have to. Yeah, I think they'll start cutting ties with with those guys that are that are working with AEW and Impact. And mm-hmm. you know, if Moxley is holding a title, then you know he's got, he's going to have to drop it. Um, because WWE is only interested in working with New Japan. They're not interested in working with AEW or Impact. And as much as Tony Khan may want, you know, I mean, it's. Like, they're doing exactly what I was just talking about. Like, they acknowledge that WWE exists, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's hard not to, obviously. But um, but it comes across as very uh, poking the bear. It comes across as poking the bear, not, uh, not trying to make the business better, but to, you know, rub it in their face that, yeah, we're – see, because of us – look what you're having to do now. Like you're changing the way you have to operate instead of like taking pride in that. And like, wow, like we've made this kind of impact mm-hmm. on the business that, you know, the big dog in the yard is changing it up. Um, you know, it's, uh, they are going like, <clears throat> I don't know if it makes sense, but they are acting very pro wrestling about the business side of pro wrestling. So do you ever see like AEW and WWE actually working together? Um, the only chance I see that happening is if this partner, this potential partnership with uh, New Japan doesn't drastically improve business, which it's not like business is hurting anyways for WWE, but if it doesn't improve the ratings that they want, um, if it doesn't uh, hurt AEW's ratings, you know, then, uh, yeah, I think that would be the only way we would see that happen. But if it does what they might hope it does and, like, business is booming and everybody wants to see, you know, everybody wants to see these Japanese stars and they fill every arena and you know they get back to five million people watching monday night raw and four million people watching uh, friday night smackdown you know and and get over a million viewers weekly on nxt um then no i I don't think they'll they'll work with them but if something you know if it doesn't if this doesn't work if it doesn't uh you know shake things up and uh, improve the way that their business is looked at, then, yeah, we, you might, they can always go and try and make something happen. I just don't see them ever coming together. And ultimately, another reason why they wouldn't, I mean, another reason that they would probably never is just um, the cons don't need them. They don't need their money to, you know, they're clearly investing in the business and uh, they're operating it like you should operate it. It's not like Ted Turner, who's just 
writing blank checks for mm-hmm. Eric Bischoff to spend. I mean, and, uh, you know, just getting crazy with, with things. You know, it, it seems like, sure, the, guy, the top guys like Kenny Omega and the, the, the Jacksons and Cody Rhodes, you know, they're all, what, executives and, and creative heads and stuff like that. You know, that's very WCW-ish. Don't get me wrong. It's very WCW-ish and could be very problematic eventually. Um, but at the end of the day, if Tony Khan is, or, you know, if he's, if Tony Khan is the Ted Turner, for example, the one who's writing the checks and, mm-hmm. and making those financial decisions, um, as involved as he is with the company, then I don't think it's going to go that south uh, that quickly. Um, because as much as he wants to be friends with Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks and, and Kenny Omega and, and guys like that, he can always put his foot down and be the boss. And, you know, uh, you know, put a stop to things that could, that could hurt the company. And he's keenly aware of what's going on as well. Yeah. Those guys are, all of them are very internet savvy to a fault. Right. Right. But I just don't see them coming together doing anything until this man takes that last ride wherever to the next plane. I was gonna say he takes the next ride up, but I but he's done a lot of fucking around in his life. There's no telling where Vince is gonna end up. <laughs> um yeah, maybe with under Hunter's guidance, or if it's Nick Khan, maybe in like five, ten years there could be something, but I just don't see anything right now. Mm-hmm. But I think the way that Nick Khan is is going about things, um if we see Hunter and Stephanie take more of a prominent role, uh, I think it's it's very promising. You know, the, it's it's the next generation that you know, um, like yeah, everybody's waiting for them. Everybody's ready for them to take over, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's but at the same time, nobody wants to see Vince gone you know they just don't want him in charge but it's like the only way he's not going to be in charge is if he's gone you know there's there's no other way around it yeah you're 100% right Uh, yeah man I just want to see what happens with this deal I hope it comes to fruition I hope we're not sitting here three months from now um just lamenting the fact that they couldn't get get it done. Yeah, and and at the very least, if it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. maybe it, it gives you know it uh, gives some goodwill to the fans that they made the effort that they actually thought outside the box and tried to do something, you know, revolutionary for the first time in a long time. A for effort. <sighs> All right, man. I am just strolling through Twitter trying to see if there's anything else co- going on. Any breaking news? 
nothing much up uh, and the AEW uh, double or nothing is on right now oh okay have you been paying attention to AEW no um you're supposed to be the three minute <laughs> uh morning guy what the hell man there's a lot of wrestling to watch to keep it to keep an eye out but I mean I know uh they have a working relationship with impact I mean because of uh um, the good brothers, you know, Luke Gall, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson, and uh, uh, who's um, gosh, I can't remember his name, Don Callis, who is one of the head guys over at Impact. You know, he's he's in a, he's working with Kenny Omega. I mean, they're, they're friends, and and they're 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 blurring those lines of you know, reality kayfabe. And um, looks like they're doing a, looks like they're doing a good job with it, running with a good storyline with those guys. And um, what else? Uh, I know Miro is a heel. Like he's he's becoming a monster apparently. Like he's cleaning the house, man, beating everybody up. Um, you know, it's really interesting to see how they've like how they started and where they've come like where they're at now like i know it's very memeish to say but you know the way putting the title on jericho at the very beginning you know a recognizable face that um that is capable right right, that's capable of of running with the title and carrying a a new company like that um has everybody talking about it Mm -hmm. and then slowly transitioning into the title on this other guy that isn't um, uh, isn't as historic as Chris Jericho in terms of what he's done in the business, but it's still a you know this one of this generation's top stars in John Moxley. You know, for him to have the title for as long as he has, to ultimately getting the title onto you know the guy that they you know one of the main reasons why this is this is all happening. Why AEW is, is in existence. Kenny Omega, you know, he was the top guy in Japan and, but nobody knew about him over here. So you bring him over here and this is the guy that you want as, as at the top of your company. And, and they got to it without just thrusting him into that position. Like it took some time for him to get there. And so far it's, you know, he's, he's handling it really well. Yeah. And it's giving them time to develop their own stars that, you know, we, even the hardcore fans might not know. Like this guy, Anthony Ogogo or whatever, is just wrestling Cody Rhodes tonight. Like they're, they're clearly building him up for something. Like, and it just seems like out of nowhere. Like I've never heard of the guy until like a week or two, a week or two ago. I know nothing. That's why I asked you these <laughs> questions, man. I watched one episode of Dynamite, and it was a match between Private Party and Young Bucks, and the Young Bucks were doing all that flippy shit. And I was like, <laughs> I can't, I can't. Like, I think the Young Bucks may be the most divisive tag team in all of wrestling right now. You either love them or hate them. There's like mm-hmm. no in between. Part of it is what they, you know, their personalities you know, online. I mean, they're trolls, essentially. They've always done that. That's how they've really 
uh, well, yeah, they're trolls up. until until they get their feelings hurt and deactivate. Right. Yeah, I just their wrestling style is just not for me. Like I've mm-hmm. said before, when everything looks like a finishing move, then nothing is um, convincible as a finishing move. Mm-hmm. I can't take you serious. You're like doing supersonic backflips off the top rope, and then you want me to believe that some simple power driver is your finishing roof. I can't. <laughs> I can't. The melter driver? Yeah. <laughs> like everything else you they pulled off, that looks like the most basic ass furniture. So I'm like, I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're, uh, they're nothing, like, in terms of their ability, it's nothing uh, revolutionary that they've done. I mean, they're, in the 80s, they would have been just another tag team, essentially. Yes, but two weeks are wrong. You love them. I'm not going to, I'm not going to have a discussion with you. You know where you are. I'm not, I'm not fighting over the internet over the young bucks. So you insane. All right, man. Uh, so next topic, what do you feel like talking about? Uh, let's talk about the playoffs. All right, NBA playoffs. We do not talk much basketball on here because the Rockets were terrible. And like, once your team is bad, like. I don't have much of a reason to watch mm-hmm. for me personally. I know I know you're talking about, oh, but watch the young guys and watch them grow and watch them develop. And I'm like, I did that with the Astros for about five years. I'm good on that. Right. And basketball is totally different than baseball. Mm-hmm. You can develop those guys for five years and watch something blossom. In basketball, it's not as – if these guys, if it's not, nothing's coming together, oftentimes you see these guys wash out quickly. And they're off in the G League or the, you know, whatever these leagues are. It's things that they do. Yeah, that's right. I think baseball players do get more of a shot than basketball players. You're right yeah. about that. So it's hard to keep up with, like, who's going to be the next star, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, have you been watching in the playoffs? Um, No, I've been keeping an eye on it because uh um i know the knicks are in the the playoffs which is big for you know everybody um looks like philly is taking care of business with washington oh you want to start in you want let's break them out you want to start in the east or the west uh we can do the east i guess all right, so the East, Philadelphia, Washington, Philadelphia leads 3-0. Thank you for showing up, Washington. Uh, so these, these are – you have to win four games. Yeah, every, everything is a best of seven. Another reason why I don't watch basketball as much, because the playoffs take forever. Back in my day, when I was watching the Rockets. Oh, here we go. What, it was what? Best out of, best out of five? The first, best out of yeah, three? the first round was best out of five, Grandpa. <laughs> and now – Every series is best of seven, which is, you know, obviously we know why. It's a business move. I get it. Um, but that's that a lot man, of basketball. Old man yelling at clouds gift right, right. now. 
that is a lot of basketball to, to keep watching. And it's tough sometimes to see, like, you see these guys are just – they don't have anything left in the tank. Oh, yeah. We saw that uh, with the Miami-Milwaukee series. Milwaukee just swept Miami. And I, I believe every game that the average margin of victory was like 20 points. Jeez. Yeah, it was just uh, an ass kicking. And that's it's crazy because last year Miami made it all the way to the finals in the bubble. Mm-hmm. And now as a six seed, they're out, you know, decisively. Didn't have a chance. And what's going on with the play-in game? What was that about? Oh, the play-in tournament? All right. So the first six all right, in each um, uh, the conference, the first six seeds were guaranteed a playoff spot. Seven, eight, nine, ten, they were in the playoff tournament. So what happened was um, seeds seven and eight played each other, and the winner would get the eight, the seven seed. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. the nine and ten uh, seeds would play each other, and the winner of that game would go on to take the lose the play the loser of the first game. Whoever won that game would become the eighth seed. So that's how Memphis made it into the playoffs because I, uh, they were either I can't remember if they were in the ninth or the tenth seed. But basically, they were, they were the ninth seed. Okay, so LA was this. Um, LA beat Golden, Golden State. State, and then Golden State had to play Memphis for the right to the eighth seed, and Memphis won. Mm-hmm. So, also, did they cut down the season by 10 games? Yeah. They did? Mm-hmm. There's only 72 games this year. Is that permanent? I don't know. I don't know if that was – we want to have more time to guys recover coming mm-hmm. off from the weird year last year, or they cut off the game so they can make room for the play-in tournament. Mm-hmm. But I, once everything gets quote unquote back to normal, I think we'll have our answer next year going on. Gotcha. Wow, I did not even notice that. Like, there's until just now. Like, I was reading, looking at these these uh, records, and I was like, wait, isn't there 82 games in a seat? 82 games? But mm-hmm. okay, wow. Okay, and so everybody was up in arms about the play-in game, play-in tournament, because it's like. The wild card, essentially, in baseball. Yeah, and nope, that you know nobody's used to it in basketball. It's the first time ever. Yeah, so. and, and it's gonna stay around. It's gonna stay because of what happened this year. Golden State getting knocked out of the playoffs by Memphis. I mean, even if it's year after year of, you know, the seven and eight seed always winning, people are always gonna remember this year and be like. But there's a chance, and that's basically what happened in baseball. We got the wild card, mm-hmm. but like I said, Miami got swept out. Um, Washington, your 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 um championship was making it to the playoffs. Congratulations! Um, great to see you, Russell Westbrook. He had an amazing season this year, coming off injury. Um, New York and Atlanta. Have you you haven't been watching in these really? Have you? I watched about five minutes of the game yesterday. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I'll let run through. Atlanta is going to beat this, but it's good to see New York 
in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like they have young talent, so this should be well, depending on how James Dolan fucks this up. <laughs> right. You know, this could be the beginning of a new a new run for the New York Knickerbockers, or it could be the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooklyn, Boston. It really looks like Boston's about to be a victim of a gentleman's sweep. Um, no, Brooklyn's up 2-1. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm Boston, the victim of a, uh, a gentleman's sweep. Because Brooklyn, uh, they're winning game four right now. And honestly, they should close it out. Boston is... I don't Wait, know what a, I don't it's know. A gentleman's what, sweep. A gentleman's sweep is when you you win one game. Oh, okay. The other team was gracious enough to let you win one game and kick your ass the other four. I got you. I got you. Yeah, Boston's going to be interesting because I don't know what they do to make that team in, in, any better. They signed Kimba in the offseason and his body seems to be breaking down. Uh, the, who are the two quote unquote superstars they have on that team? Tatum and Harrington, not Harrington. Uh, I forget the other guy's name. Uh, Horford. Sorry, let me just. Tatum and. Not guess- Brian Scalabrini. How far are you? Jalen Brown. Jaylen yeah, Jalen Brown. Brown. Tatum and Brown. I didn't want he. I didn't want he dared it dead air to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want. Yeah, Tatum and Brown. I don't air. know how good these guys are because if they are the quote unquote superstars that we've been led to believe, they wouldn't be down. Well, about to be down three one in the first round. Mm-hmm. I know Brooklyn is good, but they're still top heavy. Right. I don't know. That's a team that's going to have some decisions to make in the offseason, whether or not they keep their coach. Uh, going back to Miami, there's a team that's definitely going to have some decisions to make because it looks like Tyler Hero tricked them. <laughs> yeah, they thought he, I don't know if they thought he was going to be like a, a super, I don't know, superstar, but like a great player or something, but it seemed like he's the second comer of Chandler Parsons to me. Mm-hmm. And my question about Miami is like, well, what happens if he doesn't pan out the way you think he does and Jimmy Butler starts breaking down? Because we see it all the time in sports. Those guys who give it their all in their 110% every play in their 20s, they start breaking down in their early 30s. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler's 31 right now. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, I think I think the end's coming for them sooner rather than later. And weren't they looking to uh, extend Victor Oladipo. Oh yes, that's part of the reason why they they traded for him. I com- look, I completely forgot Oladipo was on that team. He's been out for I think almost a month and a half now. Mm-hmm. Broke his leg or tore something. I think he tore a quad or something. Let me look it up. Victor Oladipo, American professional basketball player. <laughs> right. Wow, he could miss all of next season. Oh, you seen that Yahoo Sports report? Jeez, Louise! 
Sodron is worried quad tendons. Oh. Same injury that sidelined in him more than a year in Indiana. Wow. And he turned down what? That's the thing that everybody's talking about is that he turned down $45 million extension from Houston. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Old Tillman Fertitta is jumping for joy, but not enough to tear his own quad. It's cheap ass better sit somewhere before we start talking about him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw a report somewhere was talking about well, um, another team like need a upgrade at point guard. Somebody was like, "Well, what if the Rockets buy out uh, John Wall?" And it's like, buddy, Fertitta ain't paying no one. He ain't mm, playing. Nope. Oh yeah. And that ain't that's not happening. At least not until this pandemic is hundred percent over and them casinos and um. Landry's. Restaurants, yeah. Until they start running again, he is squeezing every damn nickel he can find. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. That's about it for the East. Let's move on to the West. Utah and Memphis. I could not care less about Memphis. All right. Yeah, I try. I'm trying to think right now what would be the worst NBA Finals. Like the one that would just make like um, executives just jump out of windows like it was like it's the 1930s. And Washington I'm, and Memphis. But that's definitely not happened. We can say that. It's, <laughs> it's Utah, man. Oh, the teams that are still in it. This, yeah, the teams that still have a chance. Like I'm thinking, right? It's got to be like just ratings shit. It's got to be Utah and Atlanta. See, Atlanta's still at least interesting because they got Trey Young. Mm-hmm. It's not like a That's really... True. Well, I mean, I think the NBA would be happy if Philly or Brooklyn were in the finals as well. Um, and Milwaukee. I think the one that would do the most damage here was Utah and Boston. Utah and Boston, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two of the most racist cities, <laughs> racist yeah. big cities, I should say. Yeah, yeah. So you you saw that Kyrie Irving story, right? Yes, where he is just not not interested in basketball at this moment. At this point, no, no. At where he, he said they was, when they're talking about him going back to Brooklyn, it's like I just hope they don't do any racist stuff and. Boston's response was, "Well, we're just, it's just as racist in other cities." I'm like, "That's not helping." <laughs> no, <laughs> no, and it's not <laughs> either. Yeah, the Boston Globe, their spotlight team, did a story a couple years ago where, like, I think the median worth of a white household in Boston is like six figures, and the medium. Um, household of a black uh, for a black family it's like eight dollars eight dollars like you don't do that shit on accident that's that's on purpose yeah yeah well i mean like didn't they vandalize bill russell's house while he was playing like in the game like broke into his house spray painted uh nigger on his walls and then shit in his bed oh my god 
I didn't like, read all the details. I just when, heard... when they retired his jersey, they didn't let any fans in the build in the building. My God. And I guess one of those things black people one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Yeah. Black athletes have been talking about how racist Boston is for years, decades. What was it three years, three, four years ago, Adam Jones? Um, said that the Boston Red Sox fans were just shouting the N-word at him. And then yeah. other black baseball players were like, yeah, that's how they do it, Boston. Mm-hmm. And then even the Red Sox came out, was it last year when everybody was having their racial awakening and said that they had their fans were racist? Okay. Like, they even admitted, like, yeah, your fans are a problem. But they don't want to hear that. They just want to say, "Well, it's it's not that bad. It's just bad." Mm-hmm. It's like that doesn't that doesn't absolve you. It wouldn't be like if someone said, "Well, you know, Houston's a racist city." I'd be like, "And we're trying to make it better." I wouldn't be like, "Well, it's just as fucking bad, and I, it's not as bad as Alabama." Right. Like you, it's like it's a problem. You need to recognize the problem. Do what you can to fix it. You can't just do the whataboutism and try to shift blame somewhere else. Like, stay focused. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think that our dislike for sports teams is largely in part because of the fan bases. And also, Bill Russell is a better man than me because if y'all shit in my bed, I'm never coming back to that city. You retire, retire my jersey, put a uh, statue outside the state, the ballpark, whatever you want. I will zoom in. I will not step a foot yeah. in your city again. If you talk to white Bostonians and shit, even some of the black ones, they want to say, say, oh, race, it's not that bad here. Blah, blah. It's like, no, every year you're you're deluding yourself. That's all. That's all I can say about that. Mm-hmm. But going back to Utah and Memphis, another racist ass city. Did you see the story about Utah fans like um, just hailing racial slurs at one of the Memphis players' families? Like they're no. Like, I- God, I don't remember which player it was. John Morant? No, nah, it wasn't him. He's the big star there. Good Lord. And then there was the Philly fans, that, that Philly fan that threw popcorn on Russell Westbrook. I mean, these, these people Look, are these fans are getting too damn – like, we just let people fight. I made a t- – they were talking about how that, um, that fan – the one that threw popcorn on Russell Wilson, like, oh, he suffered the ultimate punishment. I'm like, the ultimate punishment, he just got banned. I right. tweeted out, he got banned. He, it's not like he's taking on Russell Westbrook at Hell in the Cell, which Vince McMahon, get on it. Yeah. I want, like, I want these ball, these players, ball players, uh, football, basketball, whatever. Like, if someone throws something on you or like what happened to uh, Trey Young in New York, someone spits on you. Mm-hmm. That it's time yeah. to fight. I am a hundred percent. I believe like this should be a law. Like if someone spits on you, you have the legal obligation to kill them, because that's the ultimate disrespect. Mm-hmm. You spit on me, you think I ain't coming after you. You within distance to spit on me. 
It's not like the dude with the popcorn who just dumped the popcorn. He's three, four rows up. If you spit on me, you really don't think I'm going to do anything. You are basically calling me a bitch in front of the Lord. And I can't have that. Right. I got to send you to meet said Lord. <laughs> and, you know, when I heard about the Westbrook thing, I, I went back and watched the Malice in the Palace. And, like, I have this new feeling about it. It was like, it was, I mean, I guess because I was a kid when it happened, it was kind of scary to watch, like, you know, a riot erupt in a basketball stadium or a basketball arena. But, like, now I'm, I look at it and I'm like, can you blame Ron Artest for what he did? I mean. The only thing I blame him for is going after the wrong person. The person well, who threw yeah. a drink of hit at him was like two rows up. Still hilarious though, because right. that guy, he, uh, even he was like talking shit and like pointing, like yeah, yeah, you know, they got him. And then he, you know, the bull was coming after him, and he didn't know what to do. The correct answer is drop in the field position and shoot and shit yourself. Yeah, that'll, that'll stop the fight. But yeah, when you, I, I always, I think where. Ever I think of the Miles of Palace, the only thing I think of is that dude who got on the floor and tried to square up with Jermaine O'Neal. <laughs> and Jermaine O'Neal threw uh, that punch. And the only reason that Jermaine O'Neal is not in jail right now for manslaughter is because he slipped. Because had that punch connected, <laughs> that man would have woke up in Satan's palace. Let me tell you this. I, um, the, the Russell Westbrook incident, Again, it, it jogged my memory to go back and look at all that. Let me tell you this. Every year, I go back and watch the Jermaine, Jermaine O'Neal punch. It, it, I saw it this year because, you know, it was my mind, it, you know, the, the, the current story, you know, j- uh, you know, woke up my mind to like, oh, yeah, you got to go watch that fight, that punch. But at some point every year, something – even if it's not like a fan, like even if I'm just watching a boxing match or something, it hits my mind and I'm like, it's time to go watch Jermaine O'Neal drop <laughs> that guy with the greatest, the greatest instant instance of a, of a player hitting a fan I've ever seen in my life. And it never is not funny when I watch it, dude. Remember it Jermaine the- O'Neal almost killed that guy? Oh, man. It is my annual tradition. Mm. It's not at the same time every year, but it is something that I do every single year. It's I go up on YouTube and I watch that now grainy footage of and O'Neal just laying out that slob. That was amazing. It still is to this day. And it goes to show you what do you expect when you are someplace you sh- you you have no business being. You have no business being on, on the court, on the field of play, if you're not a professional athlete, if, you, if you're not associated with the team. If you buy a ticket, you have no business being on anywhere um, in the field of play. I don't care you buy a ticket. You ain't got no business throwing something on anybody. Well, of course, that too. That goes without saying. <clears throat> people, but like, we need to get back to fighting with hands like yeah. men, okay? Because if people, if the threat of violence was there, people would not do half of the stupid shit that they do. Do you like my high-pitched 
agreeing with you. Yeah, when you were like, we got to do things like men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I agree. Um, I mean, you know. Uh, you know. You spit on someone, you got to square up. Those are the rules. Yeah. Uh, going back, Memphis, uh, Utah, Utah's going to win that one. Um, so the only interesting series is LA and Phoenix because they're tied. Uh, not only that, oh, not only that, um, Anthony Davis went down again today. Uh, groin injury. Yeah, groin injury. So he may not be back for the rest of the series. And let me tell you, buddy, if the Lakers get knocked out of playoffs because of an injury, I know Laker fans are going to want sympathy and feel sad, but guess what? I ain't got it for you, buddy. <laughs> no. And if the Suns beat the Lakers in the first round, man, that is – that Lakers, throws everybody's plans out of whack. If the Lakers get knocked out one year after winning the bubble ring, oh, the jokes are going to be flying. As they should. And honestly, like if like if fully healthy, the Lakers would probably have no problem, even though they're the seventh seed. Because mm-hmm. I think their their best players, Davis and LeBron, are better than Phoenix's best players. Mm-hmm. But I also think Phoenix has a better surrounding cast around their stars than um than LA does. It's like LA has two A's. And a bunch of C's and D's. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. Phoenix has a, like Chris Paul and um, what's the other guy? Devin uh, Booker. Devin Booker. They're like B, B pluses, but everyone else around them is like B minuses. Mm-hmm. So now with Anthony Davis down, it's like, who's going to step up? Can LeBron do anything more? Um coming off that ankle injury he suffered at the end of the season. Um, is and who's to say his ankle's going to hold up? Yeah. I mean, he is. He's our age. Or my yeah. age, really. He's 36. I'm 35. And let me tell you, um, when your body says enough is enough, guess what? Guess what? Enough is enough. Mm-hmm. No matter how much you want to will through it. So someone else got to step up. Is it going to be um, Marcus Saul, is it going to be Drummond? Is it going to be Kuzma? I don't know, but someone has to make someone has to come through right now because, like I said, it's a groin injury. He, Anthony Davis may not come back to the Western Conference Finals if they make it that far. Mm-hmm. Alex Caruso is probably looking at him like, hey, look, guys, I did my part last year. Yeah. Somebody else got to step up this like, time. You can only ask me to do so much. I'm white. <laughs> Uh, moving on to the other tie series here, Portland and Denver. Um, oh, that series is still going on. Mm-hmm. It's tied two apiece. Okay, so that's interesting as well. And then, uh, who else do we have? I all I want to do is talk about Portland. Like, this is set up perfectly for a run to the at least the Western Conference Finals if LA goes out. And if Portland can beat Denver. But I'm just so sick and tired of people treat, treating Damian Lillard like he's some end-all superstar. Like, what do you – like, you think of Damian Lillard. Yeah, you think of the amazing shots that he's made in the playoffs to, like, win games. Mm-hmm. What else do you think about him? 
he doesn't make it past. He's never been to a finals. He's never won the MVP. Um, have they? I don't even think Portland's ever been a one seed in, his, in since he's been there. And they always get they always got knocked out by um, Steph Curry's Warriors. Right. Like I don't know why he gets this. Like maybe this is the bitter Rockets fan in me talking, but I don't know why he gets his these accolades of being like this excellent, great playoff guy, and James Harden doesn't. They're basically like neither one of them have led a team to the promised land. And yeah, the only thing just I something think about of, him that the they only thing really I can, want I can, him to be a star. No, the only thing I think of, like honestly. It's like because we know what the limitations of uh, Portland are, we always know that okay, if they make it to the the Western Conference Final, that's a celebration. Meanwhile, when the Rockets had Harden, it was finals or bust. Right. So he has lower expectations. So he, when he meets those expectations, like oh, congratulations, you did it. But it's like you weren't expecting this man to win a title, and so why should he get congratulations for? winning one game against the Warriors again knocked out in the second round or mm -hmm. the or the third round. Yeah, I, I don't you, you bring up a good point. I, I I don't get the appeal to or like the like why he gets so much attention or like so much leeway as as a, a superstar. He's I mean, and time, you know, he's on the other side of 30 now. It's like mm -hmm. he's, he's not uh, – yeah, this this is his last chance, I think, to really establish – you know, to really um, – to uh, justify all of the, the hype and leeway and attention he gets. Yeah. I, I, like, is he going to prove it this year? Is he? Like, I'm just... Again, I admit this may just be the Houston bitterness in me, but I'm just so sick and tired <laughs> of everyone acting like he's the second... He's the next point god, and he really hasn't done anything. Like, they never mm -hmm. won the MVP, never been the first seed, the number one seed. He just... He's just so overrated because of those playoff shots. And yeah, they're impressive sh shots for sure, but you got to look at the rest of his career. You mm -hmm. Take everything together. It's just not those shots in a vacuum. And he's not, I mean, he's playing a good Denver team. I mean, mm -hmm. a complete Denver team. So I was going to say I'm a hater, but whatever. Uh, last series, the LA Clippers versus the Dallas Mavericks. Right now, Dallas is up two to one. Game four is tonight. I don't know what happens with the Clippers if they lose this. Mm -hmm. If they lose this game, ooh, excuse me, there's a chance that um, Kawhi Leonard opts out of his contract and goes somewhere else. They have a contract extension kicking in for Paul George at I believe it's eight years. I mean, eight, sorry, four years, $190 million. Gosh. Oh, I would look that up right now. 
Clipper. Paul George. God, imagine if, if Kawhi leaves. I'm sorry. The extension is four years, 176 million. God. Like even if Kawhi leaves, I don't see how this team gets any any better. If Kawhi leaves and Paul, they get stuck with Paul George in that contract. I imagine if that happens, and the rest of the guys are paying is crazy. Like they're already over a hundred million dollars next year. If Kawhi Leonard leaves, mm-hmm. I've got a really, a really sensitive joke about the Clippers. I don't know if uh, you want to hear. Oh, hold on one second. Patrick Beverly. This is all I'm doing. All this contract for next year. Patrick Beverly, fourteen million. Rondo, uh, eight million. Luke Kennard, twelve million. Marcus Morris, fifteen million. Zubox, seven million. Like those guys right there, that's they're already a hundred million dollars. They're already hitting a hundred million dollars, and that's without you know Kawhi Leonard opting in. God, what was that trade that they made a couple of years ago? Which one with Philly? Uh, I got nothing on top of my head right now. They gave up the farm for that one, man, and it's looking worse and worse. Every day for them. I mean, they gave up the farm to get Paul George, but you know they had to do that to get mm-hmm. um, Kawhi. Kawhi. But see, it's like this is basically the team they have for the next two to three years. Mm-hmm. And Paul George, like I heard on um, Bomani Jones' uh, podcast, he asked the question: What if Paul George is a number three? with the skills of a number two, basically like he's not going to be the best player, the second best player. What if he, if you just a number three who just played excellent defense and shot threes, you'd be happy with that. But, but it's like, yeah, you'd be happy if he did all that, but you would not be happy if you were paying him what? 22. I'm sorry. Thir- Jesus Christ. Starting next year, he'll make $39 million and it only goes up there. Oh, yeah. God. That's number one money. Yeah. Or if not number one, that's a very high level number two, like um, Clay Thompson money. Mm-hmm. Like, God, you can't be paying. And Clay's money. won a title. Yeah, you he's won multiple him. titles. Yeah, you can't pay a guy that much money if you think he's a number three. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they do because they they don't have any draft picks to trade away because with all the picks they traded with the for the um what's the name Paul George for that deal they don't like in NBA you can only trade um your draft picks in um alternating years your number one draft pick. So if you trade away your 2021 draft pick, you can't just trade away your 2022 draft pick, but you can do it to your 2023. And that's basically what they did with Paul George. Every other year, they don't have a first round pick. Jeez. 
unreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what the hell they do. That's just their stuff. Um, and Dallas is good. You know, Dallas has a problem figuring out what the hell they're going to do with uh, Porzingis. Mm-hmm. But besides that, I don't know. Porzingis and uh, who's the other guy that they have? Doncic. Yes, Luca. Luca. Yeah. That's right. But you know, <clears throat> going back to uh, something you mentioned earlier about like not paying attention, you know, the Rockets are out and stuff. Once the you know, honestly, for me, once the the, the conference finals are, are set, mm-hmm. I, I do pay a, a more attention to them. Um, I will try and watch a few a few more games than, than normal, and uh, definitely follow along the finals. You know, um, it, it you know it still is fun to keep up with to an extent. You know, not a hardcore, not in a hardcore sense because I just. You know, I'm not going to exhaust that much energy, expend that much energy on teams I don't have a vested interest mm-hmm. in. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, you know, I have definitely gone out and watched games at bars and stuff like, you know, watch some a finals game here or there, or a conference final. And it's always fun. You know, it's always there's definitely an excitement to play off anything, you know, and, you know, we're all going to tune in in one way or another. All right, so, so before we move on, you're looking at the bracket as is right now. Who, who What's your finals pick? <sighs> finals pick. Let's go with um, – I don't want to – I mean, yeah. let's see. Um, because I don't – you know, because I don't follow basketball very much, I'm going to go for the rando picks. I'm going the yeah. upset, surprise – the whole thing. I'm going to go Atlanta mm-hmm. against I'm going to go Atlanta against Denver. And somewhere in the NBA offices in New York, they are screaming and pulling their hair out <laughs> Uh, Making deals with the devil to make sure that does not happen. Nah, it's hell right now. Oh, so my side, God. If LA was healthy, that was the team I'd pick. Of course. I mean, Lakers. Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Um, And my undying rage for Utah sports will not die. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to go. Denver, Denver, Philadelphia. Okay. I mean, everybody's praying for Lakers and Nets, it looks like, I think. Lakers, Nets, Lakers, Bucks, Lakers, Sixers. Sixers. Oh, man, I forgot about the Bucks. Oh, man, I kind of want to change my pick just because. Go ahead. Giannis. Yeah, I, I got to go Milwaukee and Denver. Giannis is just that good, man. I mean, look, they, they, they've already taken care of business. They have, mm-hmm. like, that's how good they are. 
but yeah, I'll stay with Denver and Philadelphia. I like Milwaukee. I was looking at them, but I'll just stay where I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want to talk about HBO? I want to touch on it for a few minutes. Like, All right, man, go ahead. We're halfway into the year, basically. Um, what are your thoughts on the way the, the whole Warner Brothers deal? I mean, like, have you watched all of the movies that, that they have released on HBO Plus or HBO Max? Um, and, you know, has it been worth it? You know, I guess just your overall thoughts and feelings about this uh, uh, this um, experiment that that you know they were kind of forced into because of of the pandemic. I wonder if it's been a success for them, and honestly, we'll never know because we're not going to get the numbers. Right. Um, but yeah, I think I think a more accurate foretelling of the future is is what Disney's doing with Disney Plus where mm-hmm. they're giving you the movie on Disney Plus and charging you a fee for it. Like right. it's like HBO, thank you for making the movies free and all these big budget movies like I love it's free, but I honestly think it's going to happen is what we're seeing like the future is going to be um what we see going on with uh Disney Plus where you know they'll have a movie come out and you can either go to theaters or you can pay 30 bucks to watch it at home mm-hmm. and i've said i've said this time and time again when that actually starts happening the first movies that are going to leave the theater are going to be kids movies oh yeah because think about it i have a son and like he loves he loves movies. He loves watching watch movies stuff like that. But he's still a child. He'll get up and you know go do something else. Have to go to the restroom. And of course, every kid in the world he has to have something to eat. Mm-hmm. And so, like when what, what movie Trolls World Tour World Tour that second Trolls movie came out, and um, they had on I think it was on Amazon, and it's for sale. Like we bought that and he watched it at home. And like for all the kids' movies, like if Disney has any kids' movie come out, come out, that's what that's what the future is going to be. I, like I would say, in the next two years, that's what Disney's going to do with with all their kids' movies, either the small ones or the blockbusters ones. They're going to mm-hmm. have that Disney Plus, and depending on how what kind of movie they, they believe it is, that's how much they're going to charge. It might be fifteen dollars for like some small indie. It's not indie, but some small cartoon. And like, if you know, you get Frozen Three, it's gonna be thirty dollars. Right. No, I mean that seems to be the way to go. I mean, it seems like it's got me. Like, even if even if this wasn't pandemic times, like I would still be more likely. Uh, I would be more interested in doing that. You know, to avoid all the the hassle of going to the movies. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, HBO Max definitely, without a doubt, shook things up. But it really, yeah, I mean, you're right. Disney has definitely taken the ball and run with it and has really um, 
looks like their blueprint is the one that is the go-to at this point. Yeah, because companies aren't going to keep giving away these movies for free. Right. Also, okay. I saw, I'm sorry, interrupt, but I saw a company, their name escapes me, I don't remember who it was, but basically, like, they would have a device that would be able to scan, like, scan how many people are in the room, mm-hmm. and then you'd have to pay for, t- basically pay tickets for how many people are, are going to watch your movie. Yeah, I don't know about that. I won't be participating in that. I, I, don't. I don't, I wouldn't be participating either, but I think that's, like... That may be the future mm. because then it's a way for them to get their money. So you can't just be like, oh, one person is going to pay $30 for this movie and everyone's going to come over Friday night. And it's going to be a group of, a group of us watching it. Mm-hmm. No. But the HBO Max deal that they have, I haven't watched any movies just because when I get on. Um, any streaming site, I usually watch the ones I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we talk about uh, like if I'll watch King of Queens or um, Archer or what am I watching today? Today I was watching Dragon Ball Super. This came by Anime Fix on. So I even the like even movies that are free, I'm usually going to stick with things that I know and trust. Like right. I'm more likely to turn on Disney Plus and watch Avengers Infinity War than watch Kong versus Godzilla. I can't tell you. I mean, I've, how many times I've already watched Captain America: The Winter Soldier? Um, which other ones have I watched? Like, have I repeated recently? Iron Man Two. For me, it's been Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, a Winter Soldier, which mm-hmm. might be the best Marvel movie. Man, it is uh, hard to argue with that. What? Uh, yeah, I've been watching um, also Age of Ultron, just seeing all the storylines that have been picked up in other movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just more likely to watch an old movie that I know is great than a new movie, even if it's free. And, um, like, yeah, I, I'm just, I probably should. Also, like, there are movies like Mortal Kombat, like, I can't watch with the child. Right. So, it's like, I'm not going to watch those. And I get home, get late night, like, ah. I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, like, that's kind of how we've taken this topic because it's like, I only watched Godzilla versus Kong. I haven't watched, I didn't, I haven't watched Mortal Kombat. I didn't watch Tom and Jerry. I didn't watch Judas and the Black Messiah, which I think won an Oscar. Like it was actually apparently a very good movie, but I mm-hmm. still didn't watch it. The Little Things, I mean, you know, those were the ones that were early on in the year. I, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't utilized HBO Max for, for those reasons, you know. And honestly, I don't know if I'm going to be watching the other movies they're putting out the rest of the year. What other movies are they putting out? The Conjuring, The Devil Made nope. Me Do It. Nope. In the Heights. Okay, that's a musical. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely know The Conjuring because I do not do horror movies. Um, in the Heights. Mm, I mean, Lin Manuel Miranda's a, a good guy and all, but I just don't watch musicals. <laughs> I just have no interest in in musicals. Space Jam: A New Legacy. 
no, I'm not going to watch it. I mean, I'm tired of sequels, of reboots, and all kinds of stuff that don't need it. Michael Jordan should have just left it at that, but obviously, you know, LeBron is he's a megastar, and you just can't say no to that. Um, the also, Suicide you know, Squad. You know why all these reboots happen? It's they because, run out of ideas. No, no, it's because people like people who like the show grow up and they become producers. They're like, you know what I want to see? What mm-hmm. I liked. That's why you see the Rugrats are back, Daria's coming back, like all this shit that we enjoyed when we were younger is coming back because other people who also enjoyed it are running network studios now. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. But what is it about these people that grew up with these franchises that they still get it wrong? <laughs> that's a very good question. I wish I could tell you. We got the Suicide Squad in August, which I'm pretty sure I will watch. That's coming out to HBO Max? Yeah, uh, it looks like it. Oh, that is. I'm definitely watching that one. Mm-hmm. Renaissance. Malignant. The Many Saints of Newark. Which is, I think it's the, is it the sequel or the Prequel to the Sopranos. Dune. Which I probably won't watch. King Richard. The Matrix 4, yeah, I gotta, I guess I have to watch that. I think I'll watch Dune. I like um oh, what's his name? Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. And that's Batista's in there. You know, gotta give boy Batista some love. Oh, he is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. It's a good cast, strong cast. All right, maybe I'll I'll Set aside some time for Oscar and Dave. Yeah, I hope it's better than... What was that movie? The one you named earlier that you say you didn't watch? Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah? No, no. The one with Denzel Washington and um, The Little Jared Leto? The little yeah. things, yeah. Yeah, ooh, that movie, it's it's got a great cast, but it the script is really yeah. Oh man. That sucks because I remember seeing a like hearing about it. So well, that would be cool, but I just never got around to it. I guess it's better I didn't. Yeah, it's just disappointing. It's like, oh man, it's got this movie has such great actors i'm gonna love it it's like you start watching it's like oh the script let y'all down man all those oscar winners you think they would be like i'll pass Uh, you gotta make this you probably like oh this guy got on oh man it's gotta be good then you Mm -hmm. sign on and you start doing it's like oh this (laughs) but by then it's too late Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to watch some new shows. Yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, it was fun. The idea of like them doing that, but then it's like you see what they're actually putting on. It's like it was fun. It's it's just fun. It's that's about it. I'm not gonna probably not gonna go out of my way for much more.
right. Um, so moving on. Glad to talk about we got like two topics left that we had on the list. Oh wow. So, which one you want to go? Well, let's go with the stocks. Let's go stonks. <laughs> oh, man. You know, we've, we've done a bunch of podcasts in the time that stonks really disrupted the markets. And we never really talked about it. Um, but, man, it is fascinating what, what has happened. Like, it's frustrating as well because, like, it's affected things that I've invested in and, and whatnot. But, like, it's just – it really is a, a crazy time to to be a part of all of this or to, to like watch it all unfold. I mean, I remember seeing GameStop like when it was like, I remember seeing it on the market when it was like $30 a share. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's really high for GameStop. But like, okay. And then I even heard like, I read some articles and watched a couple of videos. Like this is a stock to look out for. Like, you know, um, they're doing some things and blah, blah. blah, And there's some interest in the company again. So it's like maybe by the end of the year, it'll reach like $50. And how much is it up to now? Then two weeks after that, (laughs) it exploded to almost, $500 $500 or something. And it's just like, what? What is going on? And, uh, man, uh, it definitely makes you kick yourself a little bit. Like, man, I should have just bought at least one share. Just one share to kind of experience it. But, um, man, it's crazy. And then AMC was the next target, you know. And then a bunch of other ones, like a bunch of all these other companies from the 90s and early 2000s that are just still hanging on. But um, yeah, I've been uh, very fascinated by all this. And just like, I decided to buy a couple of, I take a small little position in AMC to see what happens. You know, I got in under 20, so. I'm not going to be, you know, even if it, even if it explodes, it's not going to make me rich, of course, but why not give it a little shot? Why not see if it can make a, an eight up a GameStop run? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm scrolling through Twitter and I just see the video. Someone threw a water balloon at Kyrie Irving as he was leaving the arena. Jesus Christ. Or was it a water balloon? Either a water balloon or a water bottle. Either way, it's just. Yeah, a water bottle. Just... That's assault, brother. <laughs> it's like, like imagine... they need to just le- let you go in the stands and get you some. Mm-hmm. They can either, afford to. Either that or the penalties for like. Doing this shit at a stadium, a ballpark, whatever, needs to just be increased. Mm-hmm. Like, you should go to jail. Mm-hmm. The guy who, who tum, tum, uh, poured popcorn yeah. should have gone to jail. Yeah. 
Sorry to interrupt your songs talk. Um, That's okay. That's yeah, good. I bought a couple of things. I got into to um, what's it called? Doge, Dogecoin, Dogecoin, oh. whatever. Yeah, I just bought. I bought it when it was like twenty cents. And like, if you're into those, um, ooh, what do you call like Bitcoin, the uh, cryptocurrency? Just put mm-hmm. your money in and s- just set it and forget it. Yeah, like. Bitcoin didn't make didn't become what it is now until like what 10, 15 years. Yeah, so a little like bit shorter, me, but it still took a lot of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it's like I put, I don't even remember, I brought like $50 worth of share and it's just sitting there. And yeah. when it, it dips down again, I bet I buy some more and I just sit and wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, like if you're into the stocks game, like you know when thing is you're not going to become rich overnight right at best you're going to hope to hit even within a couple of years mm-hmm. like you just need to to ex- study find the right stocks find like and and not what call and not like an investor but the word safe me but but find someone that you can trust and just put your money in and and just wait Financial advisor. Yeah, financial advisor. Oh, and also, like, the biggest thing is don't put any money. It's like, I'm sorry, it's like gambling. Don't invest any money that you aren't willing to lose. Or you can't afford to lose. Yeah, you can't afford to lose because there's no guarantee you're going to make anything back. Right. I was watching a video and the guy was like, uh, it was a uh, game theory, film theory, one of those guys, one of those videos, and the guy was like, yeah, so playing the stocks is just basically legalized gambling. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee anything. You hope the company does well. You hope that you can get your money back. And you also hope that the CEO and the board directors are actually playing fair with your money. Your hope is doesn't become an Enron situation where it's a bunch of funny money. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have much to say about uh, the stocks. I thought yeah. that conversation was going on. It's just like if you want to do this, you need to pay attention. You need to do your research. Don't know what you're getting it. into. Yeah, yeah, know what you're getting into. Know that you may lose your money, and understand it, it's it's a risk. Mm-hmm. And like I said, don't think you're going to become rich after six months or anything. This is going to, it's going to take time. Just put the money in there, set it in there and like check back, like maybe every two weeks, don't be in there looking every day. Cause you're driving so crazy. Oh, that's very true. I know that all too well. <laughs> Listen to this man. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got stocks and other stuff and it's sitting at like seven, $8 and, I'm just sitting there waiting. Mm-hmm. If it hits, it hits. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But it's not money that I desperately, desperately need right now. Right, right. All right, man. So let's go to our final subject. We want to talk about uh, getting back into a workout routine. Oh, yes. How's that going? Um, the elliptical is putting me in the sharpshooter. 
like I haven't done any like real like running and God, I don't know how long. So getting on there and doing the elliptical and actually using it has been a challenge. Like it starts off at like 30 minutes. It's like, oh, can you do 30 minute increments? I'm like, you got, you can get 15 out of me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like uh, I, I told you before, our apartments has like a little fitness center. Mm-hmm. So inside is the elliptical, there's a treadmill, a bike, and like a and a weight station that has little dumbbells. They go from um, I think the lowest is five all the way up to like fifty five, sixty. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. So I'm honestly, I'm trying to remember like when we used to work out. I'm trying to remember like the sets we used to run. <laughs> I was like, am I doing this right? Is my form right? I really wish I had someone up with me, but. You know, thanks to the pandemic, I'm in there by myself most times. Mm-hmm. I think there's been two times where I've been inside there and there was another person in there. And just like me, she had the headphones in and just was there to get to work. Mm-hmm. That's good. I mean, you know, the most important thing is that you're, you're putting in the work for yourself, that you're, you're doing it. Um, and I guess it is good that, you know, that uh, you don't have a lot of weights to work with. So that way you can work on getting that form back and, and just getting used to it yeah. and uh and, not get, and especially with no spotter there like yeah, yeah, you can't no go too crazy yeah, yeah it's, it's it's like it's good and bad because like you know i get self-conscious sometimes working out especially sure. if it's around people i don't know that's why i don't like gyms that much because mm-hmm. even if no one's looking at me i still have that feeling of someone who's judging me sure sure and so I it's like, very common. Yeah, I like working out by myself, but there's also like you're by yourself. So if something goes wrong, mm-hmm. it, you know, it go bad. But uh, the other day, what was that Friday? I used the treadmill and I just like I'm a big boy. So I get on there. It has the settings that you can choose. So I always choose the um, the fat loss setting mm-hmm. and just run until the program is over. Boy, I fucked around and put it on the um, the cardio setting. And the, uh, you know, how it starts off, it starts you off slow and then it'll build you up like on the uh, fat burner. Like it starts me off at like a three and it builds me up to like uh, like a four or five until it, I push up. So at the end of the fat burn, said, I'm usually like doing a, like a jog, like a heavy jog, like a, almost a run. Mm-hmm. Boy, that cardio section, that motherfucker <laughs> starts off at a six oh my and God. goes all the way up to 12. Oh my god! It starts off with a run and ends with a sprint. I was like, ah, nope, this is not for your boy. Wow, I've never really messed with those machines, man. I've done the elliptical, uh, but man, treadmills have never, never really touched, man. It's just, I just do. It's it's a scary thought, like going from zero to sixty and. <laughs> less than a minute yeah so i go there i got stretch and everything and like i don't know about you or any of our listeners when they go to the gym like the first thing i do is cardio mm. and the reason i do it first because i fucking hate it okay yeah so it's like let me get out this way because if i do it after i lift weights i'm not going to i'm not going to want to do it and i'm right. not going to want to do it the entire time so it's like let me just like i'll get on the elliptical do a little warm up like 10 15 minutes and i'll get to the weights 
And then once I'm done with the weights, I'll go over to the treadmill or the bike and knock that out mm-hmm. for like another 15, 20 minutes. I can't like, I want people to say, I cannot stand cardio. Running is the worst thing man ever invented. <laughs> but it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's also just that getting used to it again. You'll, I think if you stick with it, as long as you stick with it, like in a month's time, it'll be less dreadful. And, uh, and you'll hopefully, I mean, you know, my, my wish for everybody that starts a routine or whatever is that like, you get to the point where you, you're, you're excited to get back in the gym or go to the gym and, you know, uh, disappointed that you had to take, that you had to miss a day or, you know, whatever, you know, you took a day off or something. Um, cause I, I'm, you know, I'm still, I still enjoy it. I still enjoy working out. I haven't, um, like it took me a long time to get there to that point. Like when I was a lot younger, it was very like, uh, very, uh, labor intensive for me, but I got to this point where I was like, I just, I look forward to it now. So, you know, I guess it's good in my older getting up their age to still, you know, so hopefully that'll, that'll happen for you too, man. I'm rooting for you. I think I'm 35. I'm trying to get into some kind of shape. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't think I'll ever have abs, but I want to have like the, uh, like the beginning of abs mm-hmm. or kind of have mine. So sure. No, it's, it's very doable, man. It's, you know, it's, it's still definitely doable. That's my goal too. <laughs> to get there myself. Yeah. But you know, the hardest part about it is dieting, eating. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But if we didn't have, if we hadn't, uh, since we haven't perfected or if, if we had perfected it, we wouldn't have this topic to, to end our show with <laughs> because I'm not going to talk to you and brag about, we're not going to brag to each other about our abs and our, our pecs. Oh, oh trust me, that day <laughs> ne- is never coming, people. If we had, if we had perfected everything and, you know, if but we, since we're if still we perfecting everything, there wouldn't be so much silent on this podcast. <laughs> but since, since we're still working at it, still, you know, we're still trying to reach our goals and, and, uh, um, still, uh, have that, um, uh, still have those issues that everybody else has the motivation, getting the gym to working on the diet and stuff like that, you know, it still gives us something to talk about without, you know, getting too big in our heads, bro. You, uh, when you look outside and you see it's raining, I tell you, it's only it's only about yep. from my front door to the uh, fitness center. It's only like I've counted like 10, 11 steps. But then when it's raining, those 11 steps feel like everything. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, man. It's great talking to you as always. Yeah. Um, I don't know where we're going to do another podcast. Maybe next weekend. Uh, yeah, I think we've got, okay, we might, we might be able to touch on wrestling again. Cause, uh, 
Hell in the Cell's coming up. Oh, that's right. When is Sometime. that? Next week? June. Okay, no, June 20th. Got a ways oh, to go. Oh, never mind. I think Loki yeah. starts before that. That's right. Oh, you know what we need to talk about next time? Because they announced it this week. We didn't even talk about it, but we've been going on for a long time. Uh, WWE's going back on the road. Oh, yeah. And they're starting in Houston. Yes. Yeah, we definitely can talk about that next go around. Yeah. That was the that was some big news, actually. Get to it. Uh, but actually, we'll, we should have more details and more. Uh, um, there should be more details that have arisen since since then. So. So it'll be there'll be a lot for more for us to talk about, I think. Mm hmm. All right. Well, let me go find something to eat. The the missus has um she made turkey legs. Meanwhile, I'm Ooh. trying to eat this blue apron. Oh. So, yeah, yeah. We signed. I signed up for Blue Apron a while ago, and I can't. Depending on what my money situation looking like, I usually get like uh either one case a week or one every two weeks. Okay. But yeah, they have some good, like, they actually have some decent food that's like, wow, this is actually healthy? This tastes too good. Because they slip in the vegetables. That's how they get you. Wow. That's really cool. That's good to know, man. I've always wanted to try it. I just like... Oh, I got a... The the cooking issue. (laughs) Well, if you ever feel like trying, let me know because I have like... um, they give us free boxes to give to other people, and I currently oh, cool. have five. I gave one to my mom um, a couple of months ago, and she's been hooked on ever since. But yeah, um, just let me know if you need one, and um, I'll send you the um, the email invite. Okay, very cool. All right, so we are done for tonight. Um, once again, thank you all for listening. Uh, Anthony, pleasure as always. Uh, Amari. Amari says hello. Oh, Thomas said hey. I will. And um, happy Memorial Day or somber Memorial Day. I'm not sure what it's memorial. It's supposed to be remembering people who died in battle. So saying happy kind of feels wrong, but a good Memorial Day to all. Yeah, okay. I feel like you should be like uh, smoking jacket jacket with some brandy. (laughs) A good Memorial Day to all you people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, have a great Memorial Day. Um, have enjoy your day off. You're grilling, beach party, and um, we shall be back next week to talk to you fine people once again. So for Anthony, I'm De Quincy. Later, babies.